the college football experience wake forest demon Deacon season preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use it in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Wake forest demon Deacon season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I am joined. I had to bring him back, man. This guy, he knows college football. He covers college football, college basketball, TBT basketball, uh, NFL. I feel like they, they, everything sports related, big contributor over at the sports gambling podcast.com. Uh, got a podcast, got everything going. This guy, he knows sports. He knows college football as well as anyone I know. So I welcome on uh, Terrell Furman jr. How you doing Terrell? Hey, hey, hold on. First of all, we got to find me a drop. You got the whole, woo, the Ric Flair <laughs> drop. Patty C's got the techno, techno beat drop going on. We got to find something and I know. get me some cool music in here, man. This <laughs> Here we this go. Is, I am officially on strike. I'm on strike. <laughs> here we go. Can I get you some Wu-Tang? Hey, okay. Here we go. Hey, hey, look. Cause he's just gonna right, win yeah. you cash okay. if if you yeah. follow Terrell Furman Jr.'s picks. If you follow him on, him on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore, he's just gonna win you cash. And if you listen to his his oh, plays, there we go. Right, that works. Can we announce it? Can yeah, we announce it. Yeah, can we announce? Hey, I'm I'm picking picks this year. I know. Like, I, I gotta look. It's a long history. Like there's straight cold winners out there. Hopefully, I can keep up. But yeah, tell me, tell me. I'll be honest. As, as normally, that competition I have with Patty C and NC Nick, I feel like I got a slight edge on them at times. Now it's like, uh oh, uh oh, we got new blood in the water, man. We- <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just trying to stay afloat. Hopefully, I don't I don't fall straight on my ass. <laughs> You'll be fine. You know your shit. So here we are talking Wake Forest football. I know you. I texted you the other day and you said. Hey man, I'm already I'm already in North Carolina checking out Dave Clawson in this Wake Forest offense that yep. is pretty legit. 
Uh, what do you? Yeah, Dave called me up. Dave called me up and said, "Hey, Terrell, I need you to come look at the boys. Let me know how we looking. Like, I need you to give it to me straight. If we gonna be good, I said, "All right, I'll come check them out. Like, you know, they look all right. They look like they might be able to do a little something. I don't know. They They, might be. They might be straight this year. If not, man, you gotta lace up for them, man. You gotta put the shoulder pads on. You gotta go out there. You got some eligibility left." Uh, according to what he's had in the past, I might be able to go out there and do a little something. He ain't had a lot in the past, so I might be able to go out there and do a little something now. And, and you look at Dave Clawson, and this is a guy that I think is a winner. You look back to his days at, days at Richmond in the FCS, did a uh-huh. great job there, did a great job at Bowling Green in the Mac, and then he comes over to Wake. The first two years, struggles three and nine, three and nine, but then seven and six with the with the bull win. Eight and five with a bowl win. Seven and six with a bowl win. Eight and five with a bowl loss. So almost won nine games there. And last yep. year, last year really four and four regular season. They lose the bowl game, so they end up having a four and five season. But I still think when you consider what all the opt outs, uh, Sage Surratt, Newman transferring, and was, yeah, and it was pretty on brand for him. Uh, four and four. This was an all-conference slate, so if you add a couple of non-conference games, a couple of guys that they beat up on early on in the season, and they're probably hitting that same seven, eight-win threshold that they're always in. That's kind of where they always seem to be at in that seven, eight-win threshold. Especially when you consider the fact, like, and non-COVID, because if you look at on the losses last year, a three-point loss at NC State, a yep. six six-point loss at North Carolina. Uh, I mean, that's a top ten team allegedly, um, and. <laughs> And then they have a, they had a bunch of games canceled. So like, okay, yeah, you got your ass whooped by Clemson. They actually played Clemson fairly good considering the fact, but um, having two games canceled, three of your final four games canceled, then you play at Louisville and they lost by 24 at Louisville. But I also think that the tempo, the rhythm of the season, once you start having these games canceled, it's hard. It's hard to get back on track if you haven't played in a few weeks. So I, I think that had a lot to do with it. But if you look at this offense, man, 10 starters back on an offense that was 19th in scoring in the nation, 63rd rushing the ball, 26 passing the ball, 28th overall in yardage, but 16th in scoring, or I'm sorry, 19th in scoring a top 20 offense at wake forest. Jesus. I mean, this is impressive. I have never, I mean, I, I can't recall a time. That's Dave Clawson for yeah. you. That's Dave Clawson for you. Back before when he just got there, they were averaging like 16, 17 points a game. And now he comes there and they're averaging what 30 plus easily, easily 30 plus 36 points per game, something around there, 34 points per game. Um, in the last, in the past few years, like this offense is moving and it's all behind, you know, the quarterback, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman is not afraid to air the ball out and get the ball downfield and push the, push the ball, push the tempo and, and keep teams um, off their footing. So uh, it's very, very interesting to see where this team is going. But I think the guy that I like is Christian Beal Smith running back. Uh, They're missing Kenneth Walker who transferred out. He's over there at Michigan state now. And Christian Bill Smith easily was the fastest, one of the fastest players on their team. And when you look at him on the field, you can see that he's definitely one of the faster guys out there. And he's going to, he's going to spark that run game. And that's going to be the difference maker for them, for them be able to hit you through the air and to get you on the ground. This team is going to put up a lot of points this year. And that's, what's going to be scary for a lot of folks. Yeah. And they also bring in Christian Turner, a Michigan transfer running back. So that one, two punch still should be decent. Now I did, I did hear that Beal Smith got dinged up in the, in the spring. I don't know what that'll mean for, for fall, but uh, something 
it's a bit concerning. Uh, you know, I don't know how serious that injury was. They haven't announced anything, but I know that he did get dinged up. So hopefully everything's all right because he is a baller. Um, yeah. Hartman. How about Hartman last year? 13 touchdowns and he was j- intercepted just once, once within ACC play, <laughs> right? That's 220 passes. Now I will say this. That's incredible for a lot of these, like we talk about the ACC and you know, their level of competition might not be as high, but their defense, like they have some good defenses in the ACC. And so the fact that you got one pick and you went through a gauntlet of uh, NC state Clemson, um, Virginia and tech, all of that. Yeah. yeah. They have Virginia tech as well. Virginia tech is a ball hawk. So like, those are three really pristine ACC defenses that they just, they didn't turn the ball over that much. That's really good for them. Really good. Yeah. And, and uh, like I said, bringing back 10 starters on offense, the only thing, I mean, you bring it back Donovan green and uh, Robinson uh, or Roberson. I'm sorry. Both these wideouts are studs. Uh, they are breaking mm-hmm. in a new third wideout and probably Taylor Morin or Casey Washington, which is an Illinois transfer. But I can tell you this watching them last year, Donovan green, Jaquari Roberson, those guys can play. Yep. I like their game. They're returning their entire offensive line. They're returning their tight end, Brandon Chapman, who, who will be a senior. What's not to like about this offense. I expect this to be one of the better offenses in the ACC. Easily. It really should easily. Um, they, uh, the offensive line is the, probably going to be the biggest piece for them just being so strong and veteran up front uh, and being able to get Hartman time to just pick apart the defense. And that's something he can do. He's not one of those guys that were sitting there talking about this guy's a Heisman level candidate or, you know, first round draft pick level quarterback, but he's perfect for the college style of game and where he just doesn't care. He's cool to air the ball out and he's going to trust his receivers and that my receivers are better than your defensive backs. And we're going to win the game like that. Uh, it's the defense. It's the defense that's going to have to do it. Like the defense is going to be returning nine starters on that side of ball. So they're pretty veteran over there, but the defense has to play better. If they're ever going to win the amount of games that they're projected to win, like it's absolutely what it is. And, and Lyle Hemphill running that defense, coaching that defense. He's the DC there. Got his work cut out of ninety first scoring defense in the country this season to go eighty seventh against the rush, ninety first against the pass, charting at ninetieth. They got to get better on that side of the ball, as as, as you just said. Yeah. And yes, uh, they lost some players, uh, but not many. When you really look at it, I get it. You know, uh, losing a, a key player to the NFL, sure, but at the same time, uh, bringing back Miles Fox, who had ten and a half tackles for loss a season ago, was third team All ACC. Um, bringing back him on the D line, you're bringing back three of four, really on the D line, uh, entire linebacking core is back. Secondary is bringing back that, uh, what three of five, they do that three, three, five. Um, so this is interesting. I mean, Nick Anderson, by the way, Nick Anderson, this guy was a freshman, all ACC third team as a walk on shout out (laughs) to Nick Anderson. It just, it just proves that, you know, college recruiting is really some shit out there. Like there's guys in your backyard that are really good at ball, like really fucking good at ball. And it's a lot of these college recruiters that are just passing and missing these guys for whatever reason. And they show up as walk-ons and just ball the hell out. There's no way you, you should be all ACC as a walk-on. He could ball and everybody dropped the ball on him. Four interceptions. Yeah. That's awesome. Shout out to Nick Anderson following your dreams. I love that. Um, but yes, uh, the secondary is probably the biggest question mark on the defense uh, as far as returning starters go. But, uh, but uh, 
they just got to get better. I mean, the, the, the defense was bad kind of all around. They got, they, they got to get to the quarterback more. I mean, charting at 90th overall, I get it. You're an offensive team, but I think a lot of that also has to do with my, mainly that uh, ACC schedule, get a, f- a few uh, non-con games. Maybe that'll be up in the fifties or sixties and, and you'll grab yep. more wins and, and the numbers will look a lot better, but here we are. Win total set at seven. Let's let's, mm. let's go through that gauntlet. Um, seven is pretty. It's yeah. it sounds on par with what a a, a yeah, close season. Yeah, about where they're is. at. Yeah, that's about where they're at. But you know, one wrong way, one wrong way, one wrong loss like that, and you're easily in the six and not seven, and that's that's a loss. So, uh, open up the season at ODU, and I think we're both we both agree that's probably a win right there. They're not going to lose. Yeah. Uh, Get an ODU, get an ODU um, to start the season. They're not going to lose that game. I like the Daryl Mack transfer for ODU, but they haven't played football in over a year, so I, I think Wake gets that dub. Um, then week two, I mean, it's funny they, they go and they got a lot of Virginia games in the first. Yeah, first yeah, they month. just trying to beat on. They trying to beat up on Norfolk, yo. That's all it is, yo. Hey, Norfolk, hey, Norfolk. Between ODU and Norfolk State, matter of fact, why don't y'all just pull y'all players together for that game? Yeah. Like y'all just just right. scrap one game, pull your players together for the other, and and we'll wait for us as one show. They trying to beat up on Norfolk early in the season. My city not gonna let you do that. There we go, Terrell Furman from the seven five seven. Uh, look, so Norfolk state, the Spartans come in. They're another team that didn't have th- th- their first two opponents. Didn't play football last year. So I guess you got to love that. If you're a wake forest fan, I yeah. got them at, at two and zero, oh, and then you got the big one, the big one, Saturday, September 18th uh, in Winston Salem, hosting Florida state. Mike Norvell has done some decent recruiting recently. Um, Bobby Bowden just passed away. Rest in peace to to Coach Bowden. But uh, I Very wonder. Favorable. What's say that Very again? Favorable. They're getting this in in Wake Forest. Very favorable. They're getting this in Wake Forest and not Tallahassee. Exactly. And this is kind of a fifty fifty game to me. I I, I want to say Wake's a little bit ahead of them right now. So gun to my head. If this was in Tallahassee, I would take Florida State. Um. Are they really? Florida State is going to be a lot better this I year. I think so too, but it just matters. I'll tell you what, what my concern is this. Mackenzie Milton looked great in spring, but I've heard recent rumblings that they're going to go with the freshman. So it's like, wait, they're basically going to punt on that even though Mackenzie Milton I think is is the the quarterback that's looked better. That would be cons- that's going to be a big deal for me taking Florida State or not. I'll tell you that. If Mackenzie Milton's playing, I think I probably lean Florida State maybe, but if they're going with the freshman, that might hurt them the first month of the season. Well, so uh, looking at this, Clawson is two and five in ACC home openers, and uh, with two losses to FSU in two of those games. So, uh, and then the Deacons are seven thirty and one against FSU. So history's not yeah. on their side. All right. They so let's go Florida game, state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying if they start say, that freshman, I was, I was bringing all of that. I was, yeah. Especially if they start the freshman, then I, I think definitely um, it'll be a, a little bit of an edge closer to the demon Dinkins. Uh, but they start It's very favorable. They start the season three home games in a row. Like they still haven't even been on the road yet, dude. I mean, if you want to be, I mean, you can actually kind of, this could be crazy. All right. Uh, let's just go through the, I'm going to give them a loss there. Okay. All right. Next I'm week, not th- mad at it. next week they're at UVA on a Friday night, short week. 
They did yeah. beat UVA in in uh or I'm sorry in uh in Winston Salem a season ago and they beat them forty to twenty three. I do think Virginia is a lot better now. Brennan Armstrong was was very young at that, that was point. Was a COVID season. That was a COVID season. They were beat up. Um, I don't think I'm not thinking too deeply into that. I think UVA probably probably gets a could get a win there. That defense should be a lot better. And if that defense can hold them, I don't I don't expect uh wait for this defense to keep Virginia down too long. Yeah, I'm on Virginia there, but once again, I th- I think it's a close game. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think all of these are close. Well, that's what I was going to say here in a second. I'll wait until we pick the next three or four games, but uh, Louisville wakey leaks uh, that rivalry uh, renewed on Saturday, October 2nd, as Louisville comes to Winston Salem. I think if I had to give an edge here, I think I would actually give it to wake despite Louisville beating them last year. I think this is kind of a 50, 50 game and Louisville's defense gives, isn't that great. And I think when you have Sam Hartman and, and this offense, this is going to be a shootout. I expect this to be like oh, yeah, high forties. Yeah. Early fifties. Yeah, bet the over. Absolutely. Malik Cunningham, Sam Hartman. Absolutely. Where do you lean here? I'm going to lean wake. Um, I think that between Louisville and Virginia, they probably win one of those games. Yeah. That's my point. They probably like, split that too. They probably split the two between going at Virginia and bringing Louisville home. I'm not necessarily certain which one I want to say the win, but I'll have them going one and one during that stretch. Yeah, exactly. That's my logic too. If they had, I agree. I completely agree with that. Yeah, uh, if, they, if they, if they beat Virginia on the road at Virginia, they're definitely due for a letdown at Louisville, like hundred percent due for a letdown at Louisville. Uh, then the following week they're at Syracuse. I think that's a win. They went to Syracuse last year, won 38, 14. This could be a closer game. Baber's job is on the line this year. Could be a closer game, but I think gun to my head, I'm going to trust the so? offense. I mean, no, nah, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think Syracuse is bad this year. <laughs> I think that wake forest rolls this one easy. We don't even, we're not even looking at the score. I think wake forest rolls over Syracuse defense. I think they're bad this year. They're, Syracuse might lose to Ohio. Yeah, I agree. I like, agree. like I think the first week aren't they like one point favorites? They might even be a dog at this point. Like, no, I think they're fa- last I saw they're gonna fa- lose to Ohio this season. They could. They certainly the could. So I'm nah, I'm not I'm not buying it. I think that Wake Forest rolls easily over Syracuse. Okay, then they get a bye week. And then they're at Army. Gotta love the bye week before the triple option team. That's a, yeah, a much that, that's needed very bye favorable week. schedule. Yeah. yeah, very favorable schedule. Um if they utilize that, that is that that's pretty that's pretty good. Um I got them beaten especially Army. with that triple option coming in. Uh that bye week. <sighs> the triple option is nasty though. It's nasty, especially for these guys that's coming up the ACC and they don't play this type of stuff at all, except if they get somebody out of conference. I'm um I'm going to lean. I'm going to, I think they beat them as well. I think that the passing game, if they get into a shootout, I trust the arm of Sam Hartman more than the legs of everybody on that army uh, triple option team. Yeah. Agreed. Then they're home for homecoming against Duke. Uh, Win. Yeah. They, they, this game got canceled <laughs> last on. year, but, but this is, let me, let me pause it uh, on the schedule for a second. Could you see a case? I, look, I know that we, I have them losing two of these games, maybe three of these games, but by, by this point, yeah, but you could actually make a, a a case for them being undefeated in eight and zero. 
Tell me, yeah, like, tell absolutely. me the flat out absolutely. loss. If Florida, if Florida State, if Florida State is not better this year, that's an easy win. They like they could very well start three and zero, getting those three home games. You know, two tune-up games against uh, the city of Norfolk, apparently, and then uh, Florida State coming in as their first ACC game. So they could definitely be three and zero. Virginia is a very big game, but they beat I, them I a year know. ago. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, like I said, I think that they win. They go one and one between that Virginia and Louisville stretch. That's a tough stretch, a tough two game stretch. And then, of course, you know, I, I think that they'll dog Syracuse. And uh, with that week off before the triple option, it's very winnable game right there. So yeah, they could be. I got maybe one loss right. Like they could have hit the over in that win total right there. <laughs> That's what like, I'm in saying. That point of the season, so. Uh, they could easily be. I think I'm a little bit more pessimistic, and I just think that Wake Forest finds a way to lose games. Sometimes, like sometimes they just find a way to lose. Games. I agree. Sometimes you're struggling, but uh, and I've, I've seen it. I used to work the Wake Forest football games. I I used to when I was in ROTC down there in North Carolina A and T. We used to work work the Wake Forest home football games, selling shares, and I just be sitting there watching. I'd be like, wow, this team really looks good, but. Find a way you know, to lose. There goes another loss. There goes another loss. Like, you know, the home field advantage just doesn't feel there for them. Like sitting in that stadium, that home field advantage just doesn't always feel there for them. And that's why I think that Louisville could come in there and get a win. So hundred percent. This team could this team could be really good, but they could also be really bad. But eight and oh is not outside of the realm of possibility yeah. right here. I mean, I would not bet on that, but when you look at the first eight games, you say, Well, damn, they could Yeah, it's yeah. no it's nobody that you're like they they don't get to open the season against Clemson again this year. So we know that's not a loss. Like they don't have Virginia tech on the schedule. So right. That's, a, that's another, that's another game to avoid. And then uh, the next one after homecoming is the one that's the one well, where it, we're like, okay, well, and it's, it's even more interesting here. They, it, and Terrell's referring to November, Saturday, November 6th at North Carolina, but this is an out of conference game. They scheduled this as an out of conference game. So even if Wake loses this, yeah, they'll still be undefeated. You know, assuming if best case scenario here, they're eight and zero or something, it's not yep. going to go against them in the rankings of the ACC essentially. So at North Carolina, they lost by six last year in Chapel Hill. North Carolina, obviously preseason top ten, a lot Why of hype. This game back at Chapel Hill. I know. I don't. I don't get it. What the fuck? Why? Yeah. How the fuck is this back at Chapel Hill? Go down and wait. Yeah. I know I was just shitting on their home environment, but <laughs> fuck if Wake, if Wake brings North Carolina to town, like they were playing, they were playing some games like Clemson. This is Clemson back when Deshaun Watson was playing. Like everybody wasn't really coming out for all those games and stuff like that. You bring North Carolina in town, a whole city of, of Wake Forest is out there. So why the fuck is this not at Wake? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They lost by six last year at North Carolina. I mean, look, we're going to, I think we're both going to take North Carolina, but I uh, do we really, is that, is that, is it that I don't think this is as cut and dry. Yeah. I really don't. I, so I struggled handicapping this schedule. And at this point I'm still kind of teetering on where I am on the win totals just because I don't think any of these games are cut and dry. Like if you sat here and told me that wake forest won these games, I would not be surprised. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And maybe I just have to make a gut, a gut call at the end of this and just plant my flag for or against wake forest. But North Carolina's missing four of those guys that, that made significant con- contributions on offense in that game to get them those down near 60 points. They're missing four of those guys now. 
And, and so you're telling me that Wake Forest can't come back in there with 10 returning starters and do the same thing? Yeah, exactly. And North Carolina is coming off of a trip to South Bend. Can you imagine if they beat Notre Dame in South Bend and then they're just smelling themselves a little too much and they come in and, and Sam Hartman lays another 500 yards on them? Spot. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a that's a crucial letdown spot, especially in a game that they know is a non-conference. Like Wake Forest doesn't just know this too. North Carolina knows this is a non-conference game. Like if we lose it, we're still in play for the, for, you know, winning the, uh, winning the division and going to the ACC, uh, championship game. So this absolutely can be a let. And I might, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I think that <laughs> the spread's probably not going to be close enough. I don't think the spread is going to be close enough. This is probably going to be a, at that point, North Carolina is probably still ran. It's probably going to be like a 10 point spread. And I think that they can cover it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think so too. I mean, gun to my head, give me Carolina to win the game, but I don't, I don't feel great about it. I could totally see uh, Wake winning that. Um, I think I'm going. I think I'm planting my flag with Wake. I think I'm talking myself into. I'm planting my flag with Wake. I think Wake wins that game. Nice, uh, I love it. You heard it I here think, first. Yeah, I think Wake. I think Wake wins that game. It's so North Carolina does get some players back on defense, and um. That's good to imagine. That's good to imagine. Mac Brown's definitely making that defense better, but I always believe that college offenses are way better than college defenses by far. And I think that 10 guys returning, going to see this team, they lost six points to last year in a game that really doesn't matter. And North Carolina is probably not going to take it seriously. Yeah. Um, I think Wake could possibly come out with a win there. Could and you they imagine? Be like, could you imagine if they're nine and zero and hosting NC state? On November thirteenth. Now I know they're not going to be nine and zero, right? But nah, it's possible. But shoot, it's possible. Even, even even being eight and one, seven and two, anywhere around that range, ho- coming in hosting NC State, you're smelling yourself. They, you they, are smelling. Yeah, yourself. and they only lost to NC State by three in Raleigh a season ago. This one's in Winston Salem. I I happen then to it, I happen to like NC State's team this year. So I think NC State's better with with the quarterback situation. They they played that against the court. Uh, what was that second third string quarterback that they're uh, playing against? Hockman, yeah, who's now at Middle Tennessee. Um, yeah, I think if I had to, I would take NC State to win this game. But once again, I still expect yeah. it to be a close game. It's going to be a letdown if they beat North Carolina. Like I say, this is definitely going to be a letdown at home where NC State comes in and rolls. Uh, then the following, the final two weeks of the season, brutal back-to-back away games here uh, at, at Clemson and then at Boston college on November 27th, where it will surely be cold in alumni stadium in chestnut Hill. I got them losing both those at the end of the season. Yeah, it would be very wait for us like to beat North Carolina and lose the last three games to end the season. <laughs> you, they're <laughs> just toying starting, with everybody. Starting nine and zero, start nine and zero, and lose the last three games to end the season. Like, yeah, uh, uh, we're still us guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think they, I think they beat, they can beat Boston College. I think Boston College probably gets up for that game. It's probably really close, but I think they could still. I thought, oh, I think they could really win. Good. I mean, I, I don't feel great. I just I think, think they still. I think it being that cold though, that's going to be a cold game probably. Yeah, absolutely. November 27th, fresh off the uh fresh off the turkey. Uh mm, they they yeah. might they that's might a, need Christian Beal Smith in this one. That I could just see it being windy or rainy or something and you're going to need Isn't some Isn't this like one of the most favorable favorable unfavorable schedules out? Like if you just look at it, like they start, they start the season. Great. You get three home game, three home games to start your season and then go at Virginia in a game that you can very well win. And two of those games against teams that didn't play football last year. So absolutely. So, (laughs) 
Seven is the win total though. What do you think? You're going over? Am I really about to bet away for it's over? <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it, but I think seven is about right. You probably push this, honestly. In all actuality, you probably push it, but I think there's more of a higher uh likelihood Ceiling, yeah, that yeah. they hit over seven than they hit under the seven just because of the amount of people they're bringing back, like nine starters on defense, 10 starters on offense. That is a very veteran team that, you know, has been around that knows this. And Sam Hartman is playing like a good quarterback. Like he may not be one of those top guys we're talking about at the end of the season, but when we sit there, we look at the body of work that he had over this season. We're going to sit here and say, Sam Hartman did what Wake Forest needed him to do. And they didn't lose any games because of him. Yeah. Uh, Look, I think the number's right at seven and five. I think if I had to lean one way, I would lean under just because of Wake's history. And I feel like if 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 you're right and they lose to Florida State and uh-huh. Virginia, you know, then uh, then th- you know three more losses and you're at seven and five. Is there you know? And they still have. I I think North Carolina is very good. I think Clemson. We know Clemson's Clemson. NC State, BC. Those are losable games. You could maybe talk me into to you know, army giving them a game more than we think army, you know, played Michigan, took Michigan and Oklahoma to overtime. The last two yeah. times they played them. I think gun to my head, give me the over, but I, I think this team's going to go seven and five. Uh, this that first ACC stretch, that stretch of uh, when they go into conference play Florida state, Virginia, Louisville, they have to win two of those three. If yeah. they don't win two of those three, then this under is coming in. They have to win two of the three. And I think Florida State's better. I'm not really, really ready to plant my flag on them. Maybe they have a special season with, um, you know, the uh, the passing of, um, um, dang, oh, Bobby Bowden. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Bowden. Yeah, uh, the passing of Bobby Bowden. Maybe they uh, have a special season and you know dedicated to him or something like that. But they have to win two. They have to win two of those three, especially with two of the three being home games. Like, it's not like you you have a really, they don't have a really hard away schedule. Like yeah. when you look at it, they don't have a really hard away schedule. And, uh, and most of their away games are coming in the second half of the season. The first, what is this? First one, two, three, four, five, six, six weeks of the season. They have two away games. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they just got to, if they could just win the 50, 50 games, I think Louisville is kind of a 50, 50 game. I think Florida state's kind of a 50, 50 game. I, I mean, I'd slightly give an edge to Florida state, I guess, but that's a lot of that's with me hoping Mackenzie Milton starting. If they're starting a freshman, I could totally see wake Forest winning that game. Um, yep. I don't know. Gun to my head. It, like I said, I think seven and five, what's going to happen. I think is it's more likely by a little bit like 60, 40, probably maybe 55, 45 that, uh-huh. that uh, the under would hit for me more than eight and four, but I I've been I wrong. Think, before. Uh, well, if you look at it, you know, they lost all the close games last year. Like we talked about earlier, that close game against NC state, the close game against North Carolina, that's due to regress. Uh, if we think about Phil Steele and his model of teams that, you know, typically losing the closer games and t- against those teams that typically win the closer games to how they changed the season before. So this could be the season that, you know, those close games go in their favor. And if they goes in their favor, then you're looking at a pretty good season for the demon dinks and definitely a nice bowl trip. Uh, look, I would love to see it. I'm a big Dave Clawson fan, but love to see that guys I'm on. I mean, I think we think the numbers, right? I'm on the under he's on the over, but I think 
This is a seven and five team. All right. So if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. Been doing it for the past four years. Never had a losing season. We welcome Terrell Furman to the pick section this year. And I trust me, this guy knows his shit. Um, but also we're breaking down all 130 college football teams, solo podcast for every single FBS team. We're going to have some FCS teams too. I'm looking at North Carolina A and T and my guy Terrell Furman here, graduate of A and T. Uh, so we're gonna have him come talk uh, A and T, jumping up to a new conference. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that. I think they get Furman week one, if memory serves me correct. That would be Absolutely. an interesting game. We will have you yep. covered on the college football experience as we break down some FCS teams, but also, like I said, 130 college football teams. They're all out there. Uh, alphabetically we're going. So we're pretty much done with the 130. We're on like 126 or something right now. So uh, check those out and also subscribe to the college basketball experience on its own feed. We talk demon Deacon basketball. Uh, we know that it's going to be interesting there. You know, they said goodbye to man, Danny Manning two years ago and uh, last year t- tough for any first year coach to come in and, and try to make something of, of a team that uh, you don't really know what you have with COVID couldn't practice as much as you wanted to. Uh, I feel like every first year coach, but Steve Forbes did a decent job coming over from East Tennessee state. I understand. Yes. Tough year for wake, but I think they could be a lot better this year. It'll be interesting to see how he does in Winston Salem. We will have you covered on the college basketball experience, talking wake basketball and everyone else. We talk college basketball year round there. We talk college football year round here. So make sure also that you just get that SGPN app. All right. I've already told you me, Patty C NC Nick, and we're adding Terrell Furman jr. And, and, uh, and a couple others t- to make and picks this year. Um, we've been over 500 each and every year. Right. And we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app. Uh, where you'll get, if you download this app for free in the app store and Google play store, you'll get all of our picks for free. Right. And you'll get all of our content. Terrell's writing articles, a lot of great content. Uh, you'll get podcasts. We Terrell mentioned Phil Steele. He was on a show talking sports, talking college football. Um, you'll get that episode. All of this, we're giving away six figures, NFL week one. All right, we're all this stuff for free, for free. Uh, so get the SGPN app. And when you do, give us a five star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do that, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot. Give me a follow and I will send you a college experience t-shirt um, at the Colby D Terrell Furman's on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. Check out all of his writings. Trust me. He, he, this guy knows his, he's got, I, I feel like every sport in the world you're covering, man. I feel like every time I tune in, he knows his Just sports. About. Exactly. So give him a follow on Twitter at really rel underscore underscore. And then Patty C give him a, a follow at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick a follow at NC underscore N I C K in the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. Give them a follow and then sports gambling podcast. network. give them a follow at the SGP network. That's a lot of follows, but just do it, do it. Also check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right, folks, he is on the over. I am on the under, but I'm rooting against myself. Cause I love me some Dave Claus in football. This is the college football experience. Wake Forest Demon Deacon style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.